This is the Insurance Buzz, and we are your hosts, Michael and Courtney Weaver. We coach insurance professionals, business owners, and people just like you every day on how to live a life and have a business you are excited about. Here on the Insurance Buzz, we share the wins, the losses, and everything in between that comes with being married business partners, training in the insurance space, and growing our business side by side. We also connect with other business owners and leaders making their mark in the world and hopefully inspire you to make yours. Hey, welcome to the Insurance Buzz. We are your host, Courtney and Michael Weaver. Courtney, how you doing today? I'm good. I got another juicy topic for you. Mm-hmm. We well, are going to talk about what I believe is one of the key components into getting whatever you want, especially when it comes to sales, and it's building rapport. Mm, getting people to know you, like you, maybe trust you. In my case, it's getting people to like me. Like you, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, okay. Yeah, so let's, it, let's dive into this. I want to talk about fun. it. I, I want to talk about it from the perspective because a lot mm-hmm. of what we do in sales is almost toggling in between building rapport and then also getting the information that you need for your quote or for your sales presentation. But first, let's back up a little bit. So when I say building rapport, explain what building rapport is. Yeah, so building rapport is finding commonalities, being curious about someone's situation to where you can not only ask them questions to find out more about their situation, who they are, what they're about, what they're looking for, but also find commonalities that you can relate to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Connection points and relatability is what it means for me. Mm, I love that. Is being able to get to know somebody and then be able to either get what you need or get what you want for your sales presentation. Or if it's just out in general and you're networking, getting to know somebody and then also seeing where you can help or add value. I think it all kind of uh, ties in together because you'll start hearing little spots where you're Because that's the thing. Like to actually be able to add value to someone's life, you have to be able to get to know that individual to be able to determine how you can add value to that individual. I love building rapport. I do too. It is one of my favorite things. And I'm an incredibly curious human being. I was going to say, humans fascinate me. Yeah, like Like, (laughs) how we all got to this spot and why we're doing what we're doing. And I'm okay with making things weird Mm -hmm. um, and and diving into the deep end of the pool and asking some pretty deep questions. So this actually came up for me Rapport isn't just built into my everyday life. Now I want to get to know you. I want to get to see where I can add value. But we were updating our life insurance and I was getting more life insurance because when you're somebody who's spent your entire life in the insurance field, you're very much a big proponent of life insurance for yourself. So I was getting more life insurance and this was last year. And he came over and he was doing, you know, the whole bit of like the blood draw and where they weigh you and they start asking you all these questions. Dave, Dave was his name. And it always makes me so nervous because they're taking your blood pressure and I'm just like talking a hundred miles a minute 
and we're going through the whole bit. Dave has two kids. He spent some time in Central America. He has a new girlfriend. Like I got to know all of these things because my whole objective is I want the highest rating possible for my life insurance. (laughs) And I wanted to get to know him because we're in like a mutual, you know, we're in the, the same field. But I see rapport playing out over and over and over again. One of the, my favorite stories. Can I tell the story about What's up? when we were on the airplane mm. and you were asking about I drinks? I already know where this is going. Yeah, <laughs> okay. share that story. So, it's a good one. <laughs> this was, I would say it was like 2018, 2019. And we were flying Southwest. And we were, I don't even remember where we were headed, but we were on the flight and they were not, they were not even doing drink service. It was at this spot where it was a short flight. We were like up and down kind of deal. And Michael starts chatting it up with the flight attendant. And he's a very nice guy. And, and Michael's, you know, where are you from? How long have you been doing this? What got you into this? And, and we're going to go into basic rapport questions that you can implement. But I want to share how this actually works. So building rapport. And then he did the ask. And Michael's ask was, so I heard that today is the day that you were giving out free whiskey on the plane. Mm-hmm. And I am so uncomfortable because I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe you asked that. I can't believe you just asked that. They're not even giving us water. Like, what are you doing? I am not kidding you. The guy comes back with not one bottle, mm-hmm. but two bottles of whiskey and starts a double. A double. A double. It starts catering to him on, do you want Coke? Do you want that with ginger? I'm like, can I have some water? <laughs> oh my gosh. So I love sharing that story because it's it's all about how really building rapport, building that commonality, and then asking for what and you look, want. And look, and how that kind of got started was because the individual that had just passed passed uh passed us was kind of an asshole to this dude. And I don't like like I just I don't dig that shit. So it's like I'm going to try to make this guy's day better. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to ask him some questions about himself, get him talking about himself. What's up? Let's break the ice. And then, yeah, I just happened to ask for a, a thing of whiskey. And the next thing I know, double. I got a double. <laughs> so it's good. Like, but that's the thing. Like it's, um, and that goes back to my old, act. like if you don't ask, the answer is always no, mm-hmm. but that would have never happened. Like if I would have asked for it right at the point of before I ever asked questions, before I ever built rapport, before I ever got got to know him, that would have been a hard no because mm-hmm. he had just had a bad experience with someone not being so nice to him. Yeah. And I think that's important to mention. I think that's why rapport is so incredible is because it builds almost that safety net of, okay, now I'm going to ask for what I need, but we already have a mutual understanding. You kind of understand who mm-hmm. I am and I understand who you are. So let's walk through some some yeah. basic rapport questions. Yeah, and I wanna echo I wanna echo what you're saying and that's how you <clears throat> you open the episode, but if you're struggling in in cells especially, rapport is the first place you need to look. Like um you can be great at asking for the cell. You can be you can be great at putting together an amazing proposal or plan for someone, but if you don't take the time to actually get to know this individual uh, that you're working with, be curious about their situation and how you can actually add value, just not looking at them as another task, but looking at the individual of, hey, this is how I'm going to help you build more rapport. Like be genuinely curious 
with the individual you're talking to. Mm -hmm. Don't just view it as another task. Don't just view it as another quote or just another conversation. The more genuine you can be in this conversation and actually asking questions because you are genuinely curious. And when they answer the question, digging into what they just told you to number one, show them you're listening, but number two, reiterate to yourself that you're listening and hearing what they're saying. I'm going to challenge, like if, if you're struggling, dive back to the basics and the basics are you, you have to be genuinely curious about someone's situation that you're talking to to get to know them so you can add the right amount of value to their life. You're just not a product pusher. You're just not trying to get to the next quote. You're not just trying to get to the next customer. Slow down and actually do what the individual needs you to do and do what you need to do. Yeah. I, th I think I could easily go off on a tangent. So I want to get into yeah. the questions because as our world starts to shift and as technology starts to shift, there is such a craving for human connection. And this is really where you can set yourself apart. Um, not yeah. just from tech, from a tech space, but really as an individual, if you're in the insurance game, for the most part, you're selling all the same product. Yep. So this is really how you can dive in and go, okay, how do I, number one, get to know my customer and hear and listen for the information that I need, but how do I connect with them? Yeah, this is a game changer. Mm -hmm. It really is. And it's not, I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying that learning how to build rapport is easy for you. It's gonna be, it could be challenging. Mm -hmm. It could be stepping out of your comfort zone to get over the fear of rejection, getting over the fear of looking stupid, getting over the fear of, I don't know what question to ask next. Well, and that's okay. Let's break this down. And I, and I want to speak to anyone that's introverted like myself. So I, I may look like an extrovert, but I'm definitely an introvert. And this is something that the better I got at building rapport, the easier it was. It almost became like a shell for me because the more questions I asked about themselves, the less I had to talk. So the less I felt like, Ooh, was that stupid? Did I say the right thing there? Or should I be, mm -hmm. am I talking too much? So building rapport for me as somebody who's introverted and in networking situations is like, Ooh, what do we talk about? Has really kind of given me the confidence and the sh almost the shell of this is how I get to know somebody else and still feel safe and secure myself. Yep. So I love that. So, so you ask questions to ask. Mm -hmm. So a really easy, um, analogy for is F O R family, occupation, recreation. Cause these are all things that are going to be easy questions to get into. And then you can dig deeper. So, Hey, how long have you lived in the area? How, you have family in the area. Do you have kids? How long have you been married? Okay. Mm -hmm. What well, do you? Okay, so that's family. Yeah. So occupation. Hey, what do you do for a living? This is a question that I ask every every single person when on a on a professional setting call, like on mm -hmm. a sales call. I want to know what they do for a living because um, this is also going to allow me to somewhat understand their income, which allows me to understand what I need to do as a professional to make sure this individual's paychecks are protected. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what they do for a living. And then I dig into that. How long you work there? What is, what do you do there? What do you enjoy about what you do at work? And then, Hey, 
Would you not work it? What are you doing for fun? <laughs> like recreation, all right? So, and then obviously the spouse, like what, what does your spouse do? So I like to get a whole picture. Um, but recreation, what do you do for fun? What kind of hobbies do you have? What are you most excited about right now? What are you, you most excited about? Yep, vacation. Yeah. Man, I'm about to go hit the mountains and shred. You like to shred? <laughs> like that's, that's what we're talking about. Well, yeah, and this is, the more you do this, the more question, like, if you're asking the recreation question, mm -hmm. you're looking for, do I have anything else I need to insure? Like, yep. are there any toys that I need? As, yep. Do we have a boat? Do we mm -hmm. have any kind of, like, UTV? Like, what's you going on? You have kids. Mm. Life insurance. Yeah. <laughs> you own a home. Mm. Okay. When we're talking about the job, I always like to ask the question of, how did you get into that? Because that will kind of tell me like if they're headed towards retirement or yep. how long they've been doing that. And what do you enjoy about your job? Or mm -hmm. are you looking for something else too? Because that also cues me on, are we going to have a life change at any point that yeah. I need to be paying attention to? And most people are pretty strong on they either love their job or they hate their job or they're just like collecting a paycheck. So this kind of gets, mm -hmm. gets things going and could be a potential teammate down the down the road a producer anyways and it's it's and it's digging deep it's just not asking the hey what do you do for a living oh, i work at ups great so what who are the other drivers in the household what are their names great so what do you like to do outside of outside of work no when they say oh, i work at ups you can go ahead and fact find a little information but come back to that question hey so how long have you been working at ups like what exactly do you do there like, are you a driver? Do you work in the warehouse? How long have you been doing it? Like, what, what does that even look like? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm curious. Like, what does that even look like? Like, yeah. you work in the warehouse? Like, what do you, what do, you do? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because packages just magically show up here. Yeah. So you wouldn't know what they get like, here. Like, what, what, yeah, like, what, what does that look like? Like, how many people do you work with? Are you on, like, a, a floor? Do you have, a, like, what does that look like? Yeah. Like, I am genuinely curious about, like, what they're doing. Like, what they tell me. How long have you been married? However many years. Got any advice? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like, how'd you meet your, how'd yeah, you meet your wife? You how'd you meet your husband? Any vacations planned? I'm going here. What made you guys go there? Like, mm -hmm. what made you pick that destination? Yeah. Like dig into what they tell you. Cause I'm just really curious. Like, why would you, why would you pick Yellowstone or why would you pick wait nobody's gonna say why would eh. you pick Yellowstone it's Yellowstone it's Yellowstone you gotta go to Yellowstone you have to go to Yellowstone see the buffs man <laughs> like nobody's questioning that at all okay why are you going to Amarillo what's tell, tell me what's George Strait <laughs> pick a different one I can or find those cars what are the cars that are yeah, on the, the side of the highway road. stand yeah. up the yeah. Cadillacs or whatever anyways yeah. we're going off on we are what I what I'm all I'm trying to say here is, is dig deep, L actually listen to what they're telling you and then ask a follow-up or fact-finding question based off of what they told you. Don't just, don't just ask a question because look, we've all been guilty of this. I've been guilty of this early on in my sales career. I would ask the question I'm supposed to ask. All right. <laughs> what do you do for a living? Oh, great. So who else are the drivers in the household? Like, and just move on. Let's just move on. Let's just view this person as another task. Let's just view this person as just eh, whatever. I'm just trying to get done. I'm just trying to get the cell. No, 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 no. Negative. Like, don't do that. That is what not to do. Ask a question to listen. Don't mm -hmm. ask a question to respond. Yeah. Now, 
I want to play devil's advocate a little bit here, though, and say, can you build too much rapport? Is there a thing of like doing too much of this? So this is really interesting. Um, And it's interesting that you asked this question because I actually just saw a a post um, on Instagram the other day. And it was actually uh, another, it was an insurance professional actually talking about this, about how your goal should be to keep them on the phone as long as possible. Because if you keep them on the phone long enough, eventually they're just going to get tired of you and say yes. Oh, so just wear them down. (laughs) And I'm like, is this really what people are teaching? Like that is, I'm sorry. I'm not just trying to wear someone down so that they eventually say yes, because I'm a freaking annoyance in their life. Like, so if you have that mindset, I also think that that is screwed up and jacked up. Like I only, I want to get to know someone and do a good job for someone. My goal is not to wear someone down (laughs) so that they feel obligated to say yes to me. That is terrible advice. Like that, if they say yes to you, they're going to be gone probably a month or six months later. Like I want, and so I, I bring up that story because if you, if you, Dude, that sounds like a terrible first date. It's like, like, a, like I'm it's just like gonna wear it somebody reminded down. to be to be honest. That comment reminded me of like when you go to a car dealership and you oh, work with gosh, a car, yeah. uh, a salesperson that's not necessarily trained, and all they do is like try to wear you down. Let me go talk to my finance manager. Let me go. Let me go make sure I can get this approved. Oh, yeah, let me like shit. Just be honest and transparent. Like. <laughs> do things for the right reasons. All mm-hmm. right. But I, I'm going to get back on the rapport building and my answer to the question, but I'm glad you asked me that. Cause I thought Dude, it, you got to stay off Instagram. I thought it was, well, <laughs> I thought it was relevant. Okay. Um, I don't know if there's too much rapport, but you also have to, when you start to get the feeling like, Hey, this conversation's probably, I've probably built enough rapport asking the questions is becoming almost uncomfortable or I can get a feeling that this individual's like shutting oh, down. Oh, yeah. That's a good, that's a good, uh, a good indicator that, Hey, it's time to wrap it up. Play the cue, the music. Now I say this to say so many times in the upfront conversation, they are trying to rush you off the phone. And so don't let this be an excuse of, Oh, well, that's an indicator. They're trying to rush me off the phone. No, you haven't even taken the time to build rapport and get them warmed up yet for the conversation. So I'm talking more in, once you're in the conversation, you get them talking. Once you start to hear, or you feel typically I feel, all right, I feel like, okay, this conversation needs to be wrapped up. I need to do my thing. I need to get the proposal put together so I can give them a call back. Or if you're keeping them on the phone, whatever you want to do. Um, so I, I don't know if there's too much rapport, but once you get a feeling that like, Hey, okay, I'm dragging this on or, uh, it's typically a feeling is what I would say. So in rapport, I think a big thing does is, does that answer your question? Yes, it does. Um, I think a big thing is to have an intention of, yes. of when you're going into that. So in the insurance space, our intention is to get the information needed for the quote. That's why we're building rapport, but it's also to create some connection. Now, what I see happen a lot, and and I want your thought on this, Mm -hmm. is to where somebody gives you something and you start selling in the rapport building conversation. Mm. Don't do that. So an example of this would be somebody says, "Uh, yeah, I have a... Uh, I live on a lake and we love to go boating. And then immediately you go into selling boat coverage, what that looks like, talking about liability, increasing your liability and getting a plup. So rapport is rapport. Mm -hmm. That is just where 
for us as sales professionals, we're gathering the information that we need and taking when they give us those little cues to prepare the quote for when it's time to sell. So when you're in rapport, and I want you to clarify this, Mm -hmm. you are not selling. No, no. In the in the example you just used is really great because if somebody is like, "Yeah, man, we go to the lake. We have a-. so you're like, oh shoot, they have a boat. Okay, they have a jet ski. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to start selling them on boat insurance. I'm going to say, what do you guys do when you're at the lake? Like, do you do water sports? You skiing? You wakeboarding? I like you're to, inviting yourself. Man, I like to go out on the <laughs> wakeboard and shred every day. Every time I have a chance, I'm going to be out there. Like, what do you guys do? What's your favorite flavor of high noon? <laughs> what's your What's your boat drink? <laughs> Oh, high noon. Nooners. Yeah, those are hard to beat. They are. Oh, um, you bring up a valid point. It's Thanks just, and I want to, I want to reiterate this real fast because you, you asked a good question. Is there, is there too much? Is there such thing as too much rapport? It is amazing if you are intentional. Okay, if you are intentional, um, what you can do in just ten minutes. Like you can build a lot of rapport with somebody in seven to 10 minutes. Dude, I have so many inappropriate jokes know, that are going know, in my head right now. But it's true though. Like if you're very yeah. intentional about what you're doing, it doesn't take an hour. Okay. It doesn't take like you can build a ton of rapport in seven, 10 minutes because in the insurance industry, I mean, some things, some like sometimes customers are going to be like at work and they don't have an hour to be able to stay on a conversation. And so you have to be able to control that conversation. Warm them up is the big, be genuinely curious. Like someone know, like, you know, you know, when someone is talking to you to just get the information they need from you, or, you know, when somebody's talking to you and they're genuinely curious or interested in you. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Makes total sense. So be the person that is, genuinely interested and curious about the individual you're talking to and trying to help out. I feel like there are so many, I don't know if we can do this and I might be over committing. Could we include like a, a document of like rapport building conversations? Yeah. So our rule, yeah, we can do like an 80, 20. Um, that's the rule I live by is like 80% of the conversation needs to be rapport building. 20% needs to be the fact finding for the information needed. So yeah, we could definitely create a, uh, like questions to ask or, um, yeah, for sure. Okay. Let's create that. We'll include that in the show notes, or you can text us at 816-727-7610 and, and just say that you want the rapport building questions. Um, and we can get those emailed over to you. I think yeah. that would be good to include because, the 80-20 rule is, is a big one that I see a lot that would be helpful. So like for me as somebody to not get caught up in the weeds, to not be like, oh, you got two kids, like, and just, poof, I will. Because like, you still have to 